summer is here and uh, a lot of things you need to take care of in summer because we sort of tend to get into the water. We sort of tend to stay out in the sun. Ken Hart from St John Ambulance, who's a community paramedic. Good morning, Ken. How are you going, mate? Morning, Ian. I'm very well, thank you. A lot of things we've got to be careful of in summer. We've got dehydration. We've got, you know, the same sort of thing with heat exhaustion and first aid and uh, sunburn and drowning. There was a young guy in his 20s who died up at the Red Hill Quarry there on the weekend. I mean, we've got to be so careful, haven't we? We do indeed. A uh, very unfortunate incident indeed. But uh, as I've mentioned before many times, that 80% of people that die are males in that 25 to 35 age group. And let's not forget about young kids with uh, home pools and stuff as well. Have you got any uh, hints and advice for parents? I mean, they've got to be so diligent, haven't they, when it comes to keeping an eye on kids in the pool and keeping gates shut and all that sort of stuff. Cause you do indeed. Kids can be, so, they can be so crafty, kids. I've seen kids, like, you know, stick the uh, rails between their toes and climb over gates when they shouldn't be able to and all that sort of stuff. It's just amazing, isn't it? That's right. We've all seen that footage. Kids are very inventive. That water is very attractive to them. Um, They just see it as a big bathtub and think, this is for me, and they try anything they can to get into it. 29% of the national fatalities last year, so that represents um, only 1.4%, but it's still 29 cases of kids between zero and the age of four that died in backyard swimming pools. Yeah, it's just terrible. And also, being out in the sun all day too, you sort of forget to drink a little bit. Now, there are some things you shouldn't drink to keep you hydrated. What are they? Because things like alcohol and tea and coffee, they'll dehydrate you instead of keeping you going, won't they? They will indeed. Alcohol and sugary drinks trick the kidneys into thinking that we're uh, well and truly hydrated and we urinate more. So it's, uh, it's a backdoor avenue to becoming dehydrated without us even knowing it. So yeah, steer away from the sugary drinks and alcohol, and if you're going to consume them, just slot it in with a bit of water every few drinks. Yeah, water is certainly the best thing to remain hydrated, that is for sure. And heat exhaustion and heat stroke. I mean, we all talk about, you know, dogs in hot cars and kids in hot cars and all that sort of stuff, but you've got to be careful when you're outside as well, don't you? Exactly. Working outdoors, you're just losing so much uh, fluid from your body through evaporation and obviously that direct impact to your body's core temperature from the sun. So anybody with a core temperature above 38 is considered to moving into the heat exhaustion zone. And when it gets up around 40, you're uh, in the heat heat stroke zone, which can be fatal because that cause seizures and unconsciousness. So definitely be smart about your sun exposure and your working activities when you're out in the sun. Um, and, and, and including the extreme physical activities like the Ironman on the weekend we just saw in Bustleman. Yeah. A lot of those competitors got themselves in trouble with um, heat exhaustion and heat stroke. And also sunburn too. I mean, okay, we all know sort of like, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, we do have cases. Even people, oh, I forget, and they forget how quickly you can get sunburnt and stuff like that. I mean, um, if you do get sunburnt, what shouldn't you do? Uh, the old wives' tale of a hot shower to cure your sunburn doesn't work, okay? This is a burn. This is the body's response to extreme UV exposure, so it needs to be cooled like any other burn. So a cooling water shower, if you're going to put ice on your burns, just move it around, don't leave it in one spot because that will also burn the skin. Uh, But rehydrate as quickly as you can, cool shower, cool wet clothing just to cool that skin that's been burnt. 
But of course, the best way is to avoid it, and that's with a decent sunblock applied every couple of hours and every one hour if you're swimming. Exactly, and if you do get severely sunburnt, you should see a doctor as soon as you possibly can. And it's always good, too, to have a first aid kit handy, especially at home if you've got a pool or anything like that, but also you've got to know how to use it. So if you want to find out about first aid kits and courses, go to stjohnambulance.com.au. Ken Hart, St. John Ambulance Community Paramedic, mate. Thanks for the chat. Appreciate it. No problems at all, Ian. Have a great day, everybody. I saw this in Channel 7 News last night. It reminded me of when it actually happened. And the man behind a sickening one-punch attack in Claremont that left a teen unconscious has avoided jail. Dylan Robert Thomas pleaded guilty to assaulting to assault occasioning bodily harm over the June attack on St Quentin's Avenue. 17-year-old Sam Ortiz had been standing on the side of the road with a mate when he was approached by Thomas and without warning punched in the head. Ortiz fell to the ground unconscious and has been left with memory loss and headaches. The brutal attack was captured on CCTV. It was just terrible. Uh, just seeing it again last night at the news, it was just like, oh, my God. And uh, yesterday, the court was told Thomas had reacted impulsively after he claims Mr Ortiz spat at his feet, something the team denies. Didn't look like it in the... No, jeez, he looked smug walking out of there, didn't he? Less than 20 minutes after the assault of Mr Ortiz, Thomas punched another man who also fell to the ground suffering a black eye. And he was handed a 12-month suspended sentence despite a magistrate warning that he could be in trouble. I, to see that footage of him walking out of the mm. court, you know, taking selfies and being a bit... With that, the phone out, yeah. With the phone out and that smug look on his face. Obviously yeah. a lot of remorse involved there. So Obviously right. an awful lot of remorse. Uh, you know, what sort, you know, the judiciary really, I mean, you know, I, I always thought that they were there to, um, you know, reflect the expectations of, uh, of the community. It's and, a fair assumption. And, uh, you know, to let someone, like, it's not just once, he, he, he clocked two people within 20 minutes. Yep. Now, they can't have both spat at his feet. I doubt very much that either of them spat at his feet or for whatever reason. Disgrace, but, like Danny Green said on telly last night, he's a coward for life. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, just pathetic. So, uh, yeah, just remember that. I expect to uh, see him back in the news eventually. Dylan Robert Thomas. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. From the inside cover, over at the West Australian, it's Ben O'Shea. Oh, it certainly is. Good morning, mate. How are you? G'day, Blackers. How are you doing? Good. Thank you very much. Okay, what's been going on in inside cover territory? Well, have you been watching the Ashes? Oh, yes, we've been watching the Ashes. Aaron and I have been right into the Ashes. Ashen, you love the Ashes, don't we you, We get stuck right in, Ben. Oh, we love mate. it. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Well, the, the Barmy Army are a big part of any Ashes tour, uh, and a big part of the Barmy Army uh, is their travelling trumpeter. Um, <laughs> he, he accompanies all the songs that they sing, yep. things like Sweet Caroline, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and he's been he's been with them from the start. His name is, well, his real name, but he's known as... Billy the Trumpet, um, but he won't be coming to Perth. Oh, why is that? He'd been, he'd been sent home for disciplinary reasons. Oh, what happened? What, Peter Dutton get involved with some secret reason? It, no, what, what well, it's not, it's not any sort of legal problem. <laughs> it's discipline from his missus. Oh, really? Yeah, because, oh. because he, he had his second child uh, literally a couple of days before uh, the ashes were due to start in Brisbane. Uh, but the, I spoke to the uh, the operations manager of the Barmy Army. Yeah. And, uh, Billy did the right thing, and he came on tour with the Barmy Army instead of staying with his wife. <laughs> uh, and so he was at Brisbane for the first test, uh, and I think his wife has... Uh, has He's pretty sick of it, and so he's, he's been called home. Right, I'm pretty sure I know where his wife's going to place that trumpet. <laughs> exactly, somewhere where the sun doesn't shine, like at a day-night test. That's right. What uh, else is going on? 
Uh, well, I get a lot of random uh, phone calls and emails from the readers. That's one of the great things about uh, being on page two of a newspaper. Yep. And I got a call recently from a uh, reader in Yelling Up down your way. Uh, now, the main beach down there in Yelling Up is a top spot, uh, and you'd be familiar, I'm sure, with the uh, there's the uh, you know the uh, public ablutions block. Oh, yep. uh, you can go in and wash the Not sand that I off. I around it, but I know where it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know where it is. <laughs> well, a, yeah. a Yelling Up resident called me. And he's, he's an older gentleman. And he was absolutely incensed. He'd gone for a swim, you know, a crack of dawn, and then gone in to wash off the salt and the sand, uh, and had heard what he thought was a radio coming from one of the stalls <laughs> in the toilets. And so he sort of crept over a bit to try and see what was going on. And somehow, I don't know if he's looked over the top of the stall or what, but he's seen a bloke, a young fella in there, sitting on the loo, and he's watching surfing videos on his phone. <laughs> Uh, and this and this bloke and this bloke couldn't believe it. He thought it was the the most ridiculous thing he'd ever seen. Yeah, it's the modern world, though, isn't it? It's, it's, a... it's like the equivalent, I think, of taking a newspaper into the toilet with you. But you know, back in the, you don't hold a newspaper up to your head and try and talk into it afterwards. No, you don't. Ben O'Shea, editor of Inside Cap from the West. Thanks, mate. We'll chat you again next week. Thanks, Blackers. See you, mate. Bye, bye. <laughs> Dustin Martin's deported dad Shane, victim of legal error. That's interesting, isn't it? The father of AFL superstar Dustin Martin is expected to be allowed back into Australia after Immigration Minister Peter Dutton conceded a legal error was made in the decision to deport him. Mm, of course, he's had to watch his son's successful year from New Zealand. Curious and curious. The case of Shane Martin, who was deported to New Zealand last year because of his links to the Rebels Motorcycle Club, was mentioned in the federal court in Sydney yesterday. Justice John Griffiths was told the minister had agreed the decision should be quashed. That's interesting, isn't it? You are not going to do much better than that, he quipped to Mr Martin's barrister, James Forsyth, when he stood up to make a submission. Mr Forsyth said there still was one issue related to the class of visa held by Mr Martin, and he wished to discuss the legal consequences with senior counsel. The judge adjourned the case till the 19th of this month. The the, uh, deportation of Mr Martin who had lived in Australia since he was 20. Manti missed his uh, Richmond player son's AFL grand final match win this year when the Tigers claimed their first flag since 1980. Uh, I really don't care about that, really. I mean, OK. <laughs> thought <so>. Sorry. <laughs> OK, it was a grand final and all that sort of stuff, and you missed a footy game. There are plenty of parents who miss footy games because they've got to work or they miss Christmas. Yeah, sort of, you know, seriously, yep. I... You know, toughen up. Uh, in October, Mr Dutton said he based a decision to deport Mr Martin on information that is not publicly available. He said, I have information that is provided by the intelligence agencies and by law I am prohibited from giving you the detail, Mr Dutton said. How do you not get these things right first time? I like transparency in government and mm-hmm. when it comes to decisions. This secret squirrel stuff, especially from someone uh, like Peter Dutton. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He should be in some sort of khaki uniform you from the 1940s. So anyway, he was, uh, should be allowed back into the country, I yeah, suppose. You'd think you'd get those things right first time, well, of wouldn't you? Of course you would. Next thing you know, we'll hear that Harold Holt's not actually missing and you know yeah. that Paul Hogan doesn't actually have a tax problem. <laughs> Patsy Bisco's changed her hairstyle. 